Hello, everybody. And are you done? Are you setting it up? Yeah, now it's going. Now I start now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the fifth episode of the No Limits Podcast with Gary and Mac, brought to you by the State Hornet Podcast Network. Shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you for your patience. Last week, I had some urgent family matters to take care of, and hopefully we're back to a weekly schedule from now on. I am your co-host, Mac Irvin III, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Gary Singh. Gary, how are you this week? What's up, Mac? We're back at it. Let's get to it. Yeah, let's jump right into it because we missed a lot to talk about last week. So we're going to quickly jump over the recap of the NBA Finals, which ended last Sunday with the Lakers winning. And then we're going to dive into the NFL. We're going to talk about we're going to go division by division, see who's really a contender and who's a pretender at this stage in the NFL season We're six weeks in. So it's time to start looking at playoff contenders. All right. So let's jump right into the NBA Finals, the Lakers. Of course, won the series 4-2 to two over the Miami Heat. LeBron James getting his fourth ring in his 10th try. Uh, Gary, what would you make of this series? I know we both said we expected the Lakers to win, but did the series live up to your expectations? I thought the Miami Heat were going to fight. I did call it in Game 5, and they should have won in Game 5, but looking back at it, the way they should have won is in Game 6 in dominant fashion defensively and offensively, and you got to give it to the Miami Heat. They fought hard. Mac, you've been saying it all year. You love the fight of this team, the grit of this team, and you got to give the Miami Heat credit and respect. I don't think there are no flimsy winners or losers in this. Like, they got to the point they had to beat the Bucks, They had to beat the Celtics. So they beat some good teams on the way. So you got to give the respect to the Miami Heat, and they have a great future to come with Jimmy Butler and Bam. On the other side, LeBron James doing incredible things again. Like I told you and Sean the our last episode, LeBron was going to get the MVP no matter what. It was unanimous. And, yeah, you just keep climbing that GOAT debate, and people got more ammo for that GOAT debate. And four, three championships in three different cities, man, that's really great, especially being the main person for those championships. Yeah, and I think a lot of people will try to gloss over that, that he's been the MVP in each one of those finals. Uh, and let's be honest, if the, if the NBA MVP was really consistent, LeBron would have won it every year he's been in the league. But I understand they got to give it to some other people some other mm. years. Game six was really disappointing for me. It never really felt like the Heat were in it at all. I remember I had that game up alongside Sunday Night Football, and both of those games were dreadful at times to watch. That was, of course, the Seahawks and the Vikings game. But I mean, yeah, it just seemed like the, the Heat didn't have much fight in them. I think, I think ultimately it just came down to the Lakers had the better squad, they had the experience, and they had the right guys. To pull off that win. One thing that I think is big to point out, you could tell, man, like Jimmy Butler ran out of gas. Like it was just pretty evident. He ran out of gas. And you got to give credit to LeBron. Like LeBron James has done that time and time again, coming back and we've lost to the Warriors in that same situation, but putting up amazing numbers. So you got to give it to LeBron that he taught AD how to win. Now AD's confidence has boosted. Now they're going to try to get this back to back championship. And it's going to be real interesting next year. Who do you got as the biggest contender to stop them from going back-to-back, Mac? Well, if we look at the Western Conference, um, it's going to be – I might catch a little bit of slander for this, but I'm still going to put the Clippers in that conversation (laughs) because theoretically they have the roster to do it. Like there's no reason they shouldn't be able to pose a big threat to them. And, you know, we got to see what happens. What the, I'm especially interested to see what the Lakers do in free agency. You know, a lot of those guys were on one- or two-year deals. 
So there could be a lot of turnover in Lakers roster next year. I want to see what kind of guys they bring in, see if they can upgrade on some of their guys, maybe get some more dependable shooters. I know Danny Green's got a two-year contract, but I'm sure if you could find someone who's a little bit more dependent at times, you would take him. Definitely the Dallas Mavericks. You know, I know we all said it was going to take a little bit of time for them to mature, you know, with that young core with Luka Doncic really taking the time to step into his role. And uh, I think with maybe not next year, but in the deck in the next couple of years, if Dallas Mavericks are going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. And of course, we got to watch out for the Sacramento Kings. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I had to throw them in there somewhere just to give them a little bit of love. The Kings aren't going to be any threat for them. I don't, but you haven't mentioned them yet. I think the Warriors, man. I think the Warriors, if they can make a move with that second overall pick, thing about the Warriors is they always change the game. They make you change the game to play versus them. They make you play small ball versus them. So I don't wouldn't sleep on the Warriors. And I think on the East, I got the Nets. Um, the, a lot of things going like the same issues. I feel like they're going to have facing them just like the Clippers did in leadership. But I think they're going to take – they're going to see what happens to the Clippers and make sure that doesn't happen to them. I think Steve Nash is going to make sure that role is filled in terms of leadership. So, yeah, I still think they need at least one more year. But those are my couple top teams. I think this year is going to be a make-or-break year for Giannis and the Bucks. If they don't get close to the finals again, like if they fall out before the Eastern Conference Finals – that might be curtains for the Giannis experiment in Milwaukee. He might be like, all right, I want to go somewhere else. That gives me a better chance to win. Same thing with the Celtics. You know, I can't rule them out. They've always been there. They've always been close. Uh, the Raptors have always been close. So I'm looking at them too. You know, I want to see if Atlanta can take another step and maybe get into the playoffs at least. I have, I've had my eye on them for a little bit. I think they got a nice little young group there. I have my eye on all the teams. I <laughs> <laughs> throwing out all the teams in the NBA right now. Uh, yep. And uh, we missed uh, the coaching hires during our bye week, but as Gary alluded to earlier, Ty Lue officially announced as coach of the Clippers. Doc Rivers officially announced as coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. And we even got another coaching hire from the Pacers earlier today. And they hired one of the Raptors' assistant coaches. And uh, that hire for me came a little bit out of left field. Nate Bjorgen, he was mm -hmm. a Raptors' assistant. So mm -hmm. that came out of left field for me. But, you know, Indiana's typically that kind of team to kind of fly under the radar. So this might be a sneaky good hire on their part. Nick Nurse is a great coach. So I'm assuming he had great assistants under him. So I would trust they did their research. And Pacers, um, they've been making that climb. And then they, I think they had Nate McMillan before. And uh, mm -hmm. so they fired him, but he was helping that team going to hit that next level, next level every year. I think they just wanted to hit, you know, sometimes you just need to change sometimes, even though you like, I would, I would prefer team to stick it out, especially if a coach is helping you reach the next level every single year. As we seen like the Denver Nuggets coach, Michael Malone, every single year climbing another extra step, but they had to make a change. I think that would probably be good. And then in terms of the 76ers, Doc Rivers, I feel like that's going to be good. Doc Rivers has a place where he has shown that, he can make two players that really don't coexist like Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, for example, like he did and make that work. All right. So let's jump into the NFL. Now uh, we are officially through week seven of the NFL or into going into week seven of the NFL season. We just finished up week six. And uh, before we get into this division by division breakdown, were there any big matchups that uh, surprised you through these two weeks of football, Gary? I think I'm going to start to my own horn here, Mac. I'm telling you, I think my Steelers are coming. I think we're starting to prove it every week. We got to watch. After we beat the Titans this week, then it's going to be like, okay, 
Okay, because Titans been playing really good. Think I did remember, remember telling I texted John because I don't know if you can remember that last last episode. I did say let's just see what the Raiders do versus the Chiefs. I didn't say they're gonna win, but let's just see what they do. So I feel like they showed a little something there, and every other team's been on par. I mean, I wouldn't really wouldn't like one game that stand out this week that I was really looking forward to seeing was Tampa Bay versus the Packers, but. I kind of I know you tell you've been telling me you're not even believing the Packers. Ah, I'm seeing what I'm seeing last year when like when it's a rough and tough team coming at Aaron, it gets really bad for Aaron. Just like those Niner games last year, and just like this game this past weekend, if they rough and tough Aaron, it gets really bad for him. So, but I still believe they can do some work because overall, there's only a few teams like that in this league that can really rough and tough him up. And yeah, I mean some of these teams, man. It's you. I got a quick side question. Do you think Tannehill is the MVP conversation, Mac? I haven't seen a lot of Tannehill. I don't – he's I not, don't like, on my main screen week to week. So I'd have to go back and watch some of his games. But, I mean, from what I understand, I think he's putting up some pretty good numbers. So, I mean, he's definitely <laughs> – he's definitely escaped Adam Gase and showing his true potential. So that is what I will say about Ryan Tannehill. 364 yards, four TDs this past weekend, 5-0. and oh. I think yeah. he's on that list, but I think everyone's looking at it like it's Tannehill. It's Tannehill. It's the name. It's the name. People don't want to even give him a hand. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought about that. What you think, Mac? Any surprises week five, week six? What you what, what was your thoughts on overall those two weeks? Uh you touched on the Raiders beating the Chiefs a little bit. That was a bit of a surprise for me, but it was always something that I could see happening because of divisional matchups. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my biggest surprise though would definitely be uh Denver beating new england i did not mm. see that coming i did not have that on any predictions That's and uh, you know game. i thought <laughs> i thought with cam back i was sure like the patriots they got this one it's the broncos but you know there was a lot of mental mistakes from cam and the rest of the patriots and this was just one of those games for them and i for me i think that's opened up the afc east i feel like it just sucks this year like some teams are gonna have covid games like either you're gonna play you did really good on those two weeks where you're not talking to each other, or you did really bad. Like we seen Tennessee, they didn't talk to each other that much practice, and they did really good, and they came out and beat the Bills, you know. But it didn't look like they were on par on hitting all cylinders, especially Cam looked a little rusty. So hopefully, I still wouldn't give up on them just too late. But like you said, it makes that division a little more competitive. Let's talk about real quick these Niners, man. These Niners got whacked last week by the Dolphins, man. They come back this week. They show out pretty solidly. I expected that just because I feel like they do still have a, they have a great coaching staff and a great defense still, even though they have a lot of injuries. So, But we're going to talk about them too. I don't know if they're going to make these playoffs because their division, like you know, is too hard. Well, I, th- I still think my prediction has a chance of happening, and we'll get into that right now as we get into these uh, divisional breakdowns. Let's start in the NFC and let's start with the division no one wants to talk about. Let's talk about the NFC East, man. <laughs> so the Cowboys are currently leading the division at two and four, and the Philadelphia Eagles are at one four and one. And then you got both the Giants of Washington at one and five. We know at least one of these teams has to make the playoffs for whatever reason. So who's it gonna be? It's just so shocking to me how how is Dallas still one? Oh my God. They've been getting torn up back to back weeks. I'm going to say it again. Like my brother told me, like I've been telling him, they got fumbleitis. They're the Dallas Cowboy fumblers. I don't know what Zeke's been doing. He, man, he's just been slipping, sliding, letting the ball loose. It's been crazy. Two, two 
like when one game back to back possessions. Oh my god, that was just and look, like you said, Cardinals weren't even cooking. That you got to give the defense credit. They got the first two stops, still zero zero. They scored boom off the turnover, boom off the turnover. Then the game was over. back that after that, it was just you can't you can't trust Dalton to just pull you out the mud like that. Like you got you got to trust him to game manage, not to pull you out the mud. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I still I'm gonna bank on the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm gonna bank on the Philadelphia Eagles to win this division. I hope somehow, some way, Carson Wentz can look better than he's been looking. They are still torn up on all over their team. Still, I feel like they've been doing pretty good, even though my man Ertz been doing nothing for me in fantasy. But <laughs> <laughs> Mac took the win in me in fantasy this week, man. Oh my, I've been getting robbed. If you look at my team, and the only the only team, reason the only reason Gary had a chance of beating me is because Derrick Henry scored forty points. But I was so mad that they didn't give it to him. Now, I, I, my fantasy team, man, I don't even want to talk about it. They look good on paper, but they're like they're like the Clippers. They look good on paper. They just don't get right on the Sundays. Who you got then, Mac? I'm going to say this is going to burn me because I thought this for the last two seasons. But I'm going to put my faith in the Cowboys. I think they're going to hold on just enough. I think five, I think five or six wins is going to be able to do it. With five. this division, <laughs> I think I think that's going to be able to do it. I think it's it's going to come down to those head-to-head divisional games, and I think the Cowboys just have that edge, or at least they did before Dak went down. But I still back Andy Dalton to do just a good enough job to get him into the playoffs. And I think for the Eagles, I just think the magic's going to run out. The, you know, they've been living off of magic for the past couple of years, sliding into the playoffs each year, so. My prediction is it's finally going to end this year, and the Cowboys are going to take back the crown. Uh, the crown. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the the participation trophy. How about that? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's move from the worst division of football to arguably the best division of football. We got the NFC West. Seahawks currently on top 5-0 and after the easiest week for any Seahawks fan ever because it was their bye week. No games, no heart attacks. So that's always a plus for fans like me. <laughs> we got the Rams and the Cardinals at four and two, and the 49ers at three and three. And we know the 49ers are injured to hell. You know, obviously, my prediction is going to be that the Seahawks are going to hold on to win this NFC West. But I can see my prediction was at the beginning of the season, I said two or three teams from the, if I said maybe all four teams from the West could make playoffs this year, since with there being seven teams and three wild cards now. Yeah, I mean, I th- I got Seattle winning the division. I had him since the beginning of the year. I believe in Russell Wilson, like we said. Russell Wilson is still top MVP candidate at the moment. I could see two people making it in the division, but I do feel like Tampa and New Orleans, when we get to that division, are going to make it too. So, so we're going to see how that works for those guys. But maybe one more team can sneak in, especially because, you know, there's two extra teams getting in this year. So maybe the Rams in Arizona are going to fight for that second I think the Niners, I looked at their schedule beginning of the year. This looks too tough for those guys. Sorry, Niner fans. It's looking bad. You guys might want to pack it up for next year. I have a little bit of faith in them over the Rams. So that's my prediction is they'll edge out the Rams if it Mm -hmm. comes down to that. Let's step over to the NFC North. Right now we got the Chicago Bears leading the division. Nick Foles, starting quarterback. They got a 5-1 record. Packers sitting at 4-1. You got the Lions at 2-3. And then probably the disappointment of the season for me is Minnesota Vikings down at one and five. And I did did not expect this kind of performance from Kirk Cousins. I know he's got that stigma about him against big teams, but to come out lackluster the way he has these past couple weeks really shocked me. Yeah, I mean, 
I've seen Minnesota. They've been doing bad. I mean, they've been in their games. It's not like they've been getting blown out, clear clear out the water. Just like I feel like the San Diego, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers, you know, <laughs> in just terms of teams that are just not getting blown out, but they're losing games, but they're still in these games. Yeah, I'm, that's disappointing on Minnesota. Detroit, I never thought they had a chance this year. They're still looking for a quarterback up there. <laughs> and that defense, like you said, Chicago's looking nice. They got Trubisky out of there, so let's see what they do in Chicago. Nick Foles, you know, he works his magic. He got that nice win versus Tom Brady. So, But I still believe I think Green Bay is going to be able to hedge that division out, even though they got blown out this week. Like I said, they're not going to be playing those type of teams every single week. So, But I believe they're going to still get number one because Aaron Rodgers is still that guy. He's the bad man, according to Stephen <laughs> A. Smith. And I agree with you. I think the Packers are going to take the crown in the NFC North. So let's move over. And you brought up the Buccaneers. Let's talk about the NFC South. The Buccaneers currently on top. They're four and two. The Saints are three and two. Got the Carolina Panthers at three and three. They're a little bit of a surprise. I don't think a lot of people expected them to be, you know, super decent this year. And then the rejuvenated Atlanta Falcons picking up their first win after firing Dan Quinn. <laughs> continuing the trend of teams winning their first game after firing their head coach this year. You know, I said at the beginning, I was skeptical of the Bucks. I didn't know how they were going to gel. I didn't know how Gronk was going to be coming back from retirement. They're looking, they're looking pretty good so far from what I've seen. I I'm, I'm curious as to whether they can keep this up or not, but right now I think I'm going to have to put them ahead of the saints when it comes to winning the NFC South here. Yeah, the NFC South is like like you said, those two top two teams, Tampa and New Orleans, are the ones really gonna be fine for it. I did give Carolina a chance because I do like Teddy. I just don't know if they have enough around him to make some stuff happen on that time because he do be running for his life sometimes. So I don't mm-hmm. know, but like, a lot. yeah, a lot. And Atlanta, like you said, he's got that first. Like I said, I didn't know he was gonna get fired, Dan Quinn. So yeah, Gates probably next, and uh, so but Tampa and New Orleans. Um, I said New Orleans beginning of the year. That was my pick. I still want to believe in them. They still haven't got the best receiver in the game back. And I still think they're still going to – like, I think that these teams are both similar. As in, like, they didn't get no preseason. They're still cooking up. They still got to get their feet wet. And I really feel like that, especially with Tampa. I believed in Tampa beginning of the year. If you have Tom Brady and all those offensive weapons, and especially if people are now getting awakened to this defense, it's not – Tom Brady didn't go there for nothing. Tom Brady's seen this defense, and he's really making that defense is really making it easy on him. Doesn't really have to make too many mistakes. They don't beat themselves. They're gonna win games. So I feel like Tampa has a chance, but I'm gonna stick with my pick with the beginning of the year and pick uh, New Orleans to win this division. But obviously, I do think Tampa's gonna get into the playoffs. All right, let's switch conferences and let's go over to the AFC. Let's start up here with the AFC East. This division I thought was going to be a simple pick at the beginning of the year, but not so much right now. The Buffalo Bills are currently at the top. They're four and two. Miami Dolphins are three and three. They just named two of their starter for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Bit of an interesting move. I think it's a bit of a mistake if you ask me. Same. Starting him right now. The Patriots down at two and three. Uh pretty insane to see them with a losing record this far into the season. And then, of course, you've got everybody's favorite beam of a head coach, Adam Gase, and the New York Jets at 0-6. The only team in the NFL to not score above 100 points this year. Buffalo is good. They just play up and down. They're not consistent with it. And you don't know what you're going to get week in, week out. They do have a pretty good game, game plan. They try to keep their quarterback 
and and try to keep them out of mistakes. And that defense is pretty good. Miami, like you said, made big news today, sent down Fitzpatrick, who had a great he had a great year so far, and we already knew he's a great quarterback to groom another under the under the belt quarterback who's up next. I know we've seen two of his first passes. I guess that I I think this I think this was the plan, Mac. I think this was the plan. That's what they kept. Even though I was thinking like, I think you should have bought him out maybe two, three, four weeks left in the season. You know, if you want to pull like try to pull like a Patrick Mahomes type, you know, pull him at the end of the year, not in the middle when you guys really have a playoff. And it's not like Miami's like Fitzpatrick. Like I just said is not playing bad. So, but I still got New England. Gonna I think New England's gonna win this division. I, even though they're two and three, I believe in Cam. I think they're going to win the division. I think Buffalo will come in a close second. Miami will be knocking on the door, but it won't be enough. I think I'm going to go with the Bills winning this division, and I'm going to say the Patriots get in as a wild card. Uh, If you had asked me uh, (laughs) 12 hours ago if I thought the Dolphins could have sneaked in a wild card, I would have said maybe. But at this point, you know, I really don't know now because their quarterback situation is not as firm as we thought it was. Um, I I would have liked to see Tua sit for the whole year and just kind of groom and season, but I'd like to see that with a lot of rookie quarterbacks. So, but yeah, we'll see how this turns out. If it backfires, that could be the end for Brian Flores. My thing always about rookie quarterbacks: Are you prepared or are you not? Simple as that. I think you should sit a little bit because I feel like that's what they used to do back in the day. They used to groom you, and then you used to come in when it's ready. But also, we have seen some players come out really hot, like you just said. Herbert comes out hot. There's a lot of them players in this league who come out hot. But I think the trend is mostly just, you know, give him a couple weeks, let him learn the game, let him learn behind a veteran quarterback. And, you know, that's not going to hurt you. There's no, there should be no rush, no pressure, especially if you have a good team around you, you know. That's, that's the main thing about it. Like, the Bengals got to play. They got to play their guy. They have to play his guy. He's playing good right now, so they got to play They got to play their guy. So, yeah. All right. We got the AFC West, currently Kansas City in the lead. They're 5-1. and one. Uh, the team they just lost to, the Las Vegas Raiders at 3-2. and two. Denver Broncos at 2-3. and three. And the heartbreak champions of the season, the LA Chargers down at 1-4. and four. Um, I'm going to stick with my prediction from the beginning of the season. I said the Chiefs were going to win this division, and I said the Raiders were going to get in on wild card, and maybe the Broncos too, but a little less on that prediction ever since Locke went down. I think the Raiders are good enough to get a wild card this year. You you got Casey winning it though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do. Uh, I got Casey winning it. Oh, that's a pretty easy one. But I can see Vegas making some noise. They got some high. Gruden's finally getting this offense right, looking really explosive. And you got to give it to their quarterback, man. He's been playing it out of his mind. He's been showing why he is proving why he's been good. And but I got Casey gonna win this thing easily. And Denver and Chargers. Chargers. I thought they were gonna be good this year, to be honest with you, but. Nope, not looking not, not looking right enough. Like I said, they've been playing some close games but couldn't finish the job, but it's okay. Herbert's getting really good reps in right now. And Denver, I just don't believe in their team. <laughs> I believed in their defense a little bit before Locke went down. As soon as Locke went down, I, their season was lost for me. Yeah, I know he's back now, but I think they lost too much ground in that time he was out. Let's talk about your division. We got – some team called the Pittsburgh Steelers at 5-0. and I guess they're at the top of their division. All right. Uh, we, got the, we got the Baltimore Ravens at 5-1. We got the Cleveland Browns at 4-2. and And we got the lowly Bengals down at 1-4-1. Um, so I guess my question is, how many teams are getting out of this division? I know I, we already know who your pick to win the division is. 
Mm. For me, for me, my pick was is still going to be the Ravens to win the AFC North. But I, I can see the Steelers making the wild card. I don't know about the Browns yet. I need to see a little bit more consistency from them before I'm ready to lock them in. Yeah, I know. For uh, there's two teams coming out of the division for sure. There's just two teams coming out of the division for sure. I'm not gonna lie to the people. I did pick the Ravens to win this division at the beginning of the year. But obviously now I'm going to speak with my heart. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this division. And as soon as we start getting these little main – I'm not even watching this defense, Mac. Have you watched Steelers yet like that? You need to go watch them because this defense is looking scary. Quarterbacks are getting hit on the – I don't even want to say the word. They get on the, they, they're on the ground. 90% of the game, they're on the ground. Our back end's looking nice with Hayden and all the man, we got we just we're good all the way around to be honest with you. And our offense is slowly, slowly starting to get there. So I got Pittsburgh and Baltimore. We just seen this past weekend what the Cleveland Browns are. I don't know about I just don't know about Baker. Baker's reminding me of like this might be a little too far, but like Tim Tebow. Like Ooh, that, that was a little blow right Baker. there. And my I got <laughs> even Johnny Manziel. Like these, oh. players, like these players that were so hyped out. Well, I got to give it to at least he. At least he played way longer than they even played. But like, just remind me of the hype out of college. Just didn't live up to the NFL. That's what I'm just feeling like in terms of the hype. And yeah, I don't know Odell and Jarvis, man. I don't, they're looking at that team like, man, can I get the ball? Can can we do something? Like the running, the running game is great. I know Hunt's the only guy doing something for me. <laughs> so on my fantasy team, so I, they're doing great. But like other than that, I don't know what I, they could make some noise because if they have an easy schedule. But in terms of being those top two teams, I don't see nothing. And we're gonna see. I can't wait till we play Baltimore. It's gonna be a good game. Divisional. Those games are always good, even if my team or their team is not that good. Those games are always great, especially those division games. So. Yeah, the Steelers had me worried a little bit because I believe it was what two or three seasons ago where you guys started like five and one and then didn't make the playoffs. So I'm a little concerned about that. You look good so far. So does my team, where we're both undefeated. So you have two brats back then too. Don't forget. <laughs> I don't even want to say their names. If you know, you know. We had two problems. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our last division. Let's talk about the AFC South. We got the Tennessee Titans. They are the other undefeated team at 5-0. and And then we got the Indianapolis Colts at 4-2. That's a bit of a surprise for me. Houston Texans struggling down at 1-5. Unfortunate they lost that close game to the Titans. It would have closed them up in the division a little bit. And then we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who knows what they're doing? They're 1-5. They're rolling with Minshew at quarterback. So... Are we seeing one or two teams come from this division? Do you think the tight did the Texans are, are the Titans strong enough to hold on? And can the Texans mount any kind of comeback now that Bill O'Brien's gone? Nope. I feel bad for John Deshaun Watson. His season is not looking right. They're gonna have to retool for him. They he might as well. One and five is not my thing is one and five. This is this is looking bad. I, I don't see I don't see where they're gonna I haven't seen them show any life, any spark to win a game, to go on a run. So I don't think that's that's out the picture for those guys. Indianapolis, they're good, but I just don't. Man, their quarterback, man, I don't know. He's just too a little old nowadays. I'm over here forgetting his name. What's his name again? Excuse me. Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers, man, he's just looking too old. He's not making those passes. He's not making those right plays. He's making T.Y. Hilton look bad. I'm like, 
I know again. You just, you're my now you just upset. You just upset because they only got he only got one pass for you. <laughs> yeah, he's not feeding him the ball. How does he go from last year being one of the best receivers this year to not even look like nothing? So it's like that. But I do got to give Tinian and the, uh, the Colts. They have a good line on both sides, offensive, defensively. But you do got to make some spark plays. And I think Tennessee just looking too good, man. Like you seen that you seen that Derrick Henry throw. When he threw away, threw, what's his name away? I don't can't remember his name right now. He used to be a big time corner in Washington. He just, oh, uh, Josh Norman. There you Josh go, Josh Norman. Norman. Yep. I forget my name today. Sorry, y'all. But Josh, <laughs> Norman, he threw him away like he was a piece of paper. Oh, man, he just threw him like a kid. So, like, that, they just look like they're rolling, man. You got to give respect, respect to do, man. They're rolling. They're rolling, and it looks like they could be rolling their way to an AFC South crown. All right. And that's going to do it for us here on the fifth episode of No Limits with Gary and Mac. want to thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to check out all the content and all the other podcasts on StayHornet.com. And we'll see you guys next week on the next episode of No Limits. Peace. Still recording. You, you kill me with that.